Hi, everybody. I am so glad you are here. Whether you are here live or listening to a replay, I am glad you made it to our class on feelings, pricing, and choices. And the agenda for today is I'm going to take some time and discuss our topic, and then we'll move into coaching. So be ready with your coaching issues and know that whatever you want coaching on, it's going to help other people too. Um, this call is being recorded, so you'll be able to get the audio replay within 24 hours on the private podcast feed. If you would like to be anonymous when you log into the Zoom, um, you can change your name to anonymous, or you can type your question in the chat and proceed it with anonymous, and I will not use your name. Or you can send in your questions in advance and request to ask your question anonymously. Um, also, I have enabled closed captioning, so if you would like to see that on your end, you should be able to. Um, I am imagining that you read or heard the title and thought, yes, pricing choices, let's go. But feelings, I mean, nah, who has time for that? Or isn't that for those touchy-feely right-brainers? And I'm an accountant. I am an analytical left-brainer. But I'm here to tell you that you can be a whole brainer, someone who excels in the logical and analytical, and also someone who excels in the emotional, innovative, or creative. And I was even thinking you could hold yourself out as a, a creative accountant, but I kind of think that has a different connotation, so maybe you don't want to do that. So... Before we get started, uh, let me introduce myself. My name is Emma Richter. I am a former CPA and I've been an accounting professor for the last 20 years and I am a certified life coach. I have up-leveled every aspect of my life. I've lost weight, I've improved relations, my relationships, I've become more efficient and I've even um, improved my relationship with money which I think is a very cool topic. And there's going to be a training on that next week, I think on the 27th. So you'll be sure and you'll want to catch that. I'm not teaching it, but I think it looks really good. Um, I'm so excited for you to blow up your own life to up level everything that you're doing. And you already are doing amazing things as CPAs. And this is just, just going to take you to the next level. And I'm excited for you. So before we talk about what feelings have to do with pricing, let me uh, start by sharing with you that um, before I got into the whole coaching thing, um, before I was even exposed to life coaching, I never thought that feelings were important. I actually thought feelings were something that you just ignored or worked through. And I thought that actions were the only things that mattered. I mean, don't get me wrong, actions are very important, but if you don't have the feelings you want driving those actions, you're not going to see the results that you're hoping to get. And I think it's especially hard for us accountants because we are trained to look for what's quantifiable and we want our balance sheets to balance. You want to have in the right numbers. Like when you're a junior, you got to have the right numbers so that your senior signs off on your tax route. Uh, tax returns. We want things that go into spreadsheets. 
Um, and feelings cannot be put into a spreadsheet. And so it's easy to discount their importance. And because for me, I didn't think feelings really made a difference. So I got very good at ignoring my feelings and doing my work regardless of how I felt. In fact, I might even say that um, I consider that ignoring my emotions. I might even have considered that one of my strengths. So I want you to pause for just a moment and think about that for yourself. Do you think that feelings are important? Do you think that ignoring your feelings maybe is even a strength that you have? I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's interesting to notice that about yourself. And I do wanna make two things very clear. Um, I'm gonna call this like framework, like the gap of life coaching. Um, the goal of this work, the first thing is, the goal of this work is never to experience only good emotions. That's not what we're trying to do here. Life is made up of all sorts of emotions, good and bad and everything in between. So we are never trying to only have good and positive emotions. And that brings me to the second piece of the framework I want you to know today. And that is never judge yourself when you're doing this work. So I'll give you an example. If I was listening to myself ask that question, and I said, um, do you ignore your emotions? And I thought, well, yeah, I guess I do ignore my emotions, but you know, I really shouldn't. And that's why I'm having such a hard time. That's why I'm a mess right there. Don't do that. Just be open and curious and interested, but don't judge yourself because when you judge yourself, you can slow your progress or even stop it in this area. It's very detrimental. So no judging. We're not just looking for happy, happy, joy thoughts and no judging. Okay, so let's start by defining the word feelings. And by the way, we use the word feelings and emotions interchangeably. They mean in this scenario, in this work, they mean the same thing. So feelings are the physical results of thoughts in your body. Another definition is that feelings are the vibrations in your body that are the result of your thoughts. So you're starting up here with thoughts and you're feeling it, you're experiencing the emotion in your body. Now, what do we mean by physical results? By that, I mean, you could experience, you do experience and could describe to someone else the way your body feels when you're experiencing a particular emotion. And let me give you an example. I like examples and learning. I think they're very, very helpful. So let me give you an example here of what it means to um, experience the emotion in your body. So let's say you go to a haunted house, right? And somebody jumps out at you and you feel the emotion of startled, right? So I could describe to you what startled feels like in my body. I would say like, well, my chest and my throat get a little tight, my eyes widen, my shoulders tense, I take a shallow breath. That's what it feels like when I am experiencing the, the emotion of startled. So now let's compare that to another emotion. 
let's compare that to the feeling of embarrassed. So I could describe to you that when I feel embarrassed, my throat and my face feel a little warm. I feel a little drop in my stomach. If I'm really embarrassed, sometimes like my vision even goes a little dark on the edges, right? That is what it feels like for me when I experience that emotion. So notice different emotions. I have a different physical experience of that emotion. But also know that your, emo your experience of an emotion and my experience of an emotion may also be different. And neither one is right or wrong. It's all about what you are experiencing in your body. And if this sounds a little crazy, think about um, stress. Like, how many times have we heard that stress is bad for your physical body? And stress is mental. And we know that stress is all mental, it's thoughts, because two people can experience the same situation and one can feel stressed and the other doesn't. So we already know that this happens. We just didn't realize maybe how often it happened. And we also know that um, experiencing certain emotions causes hormones to be released into our bodies, like dopamine and serotonin and adrenaline and oxytocin. So there is a physical reaction that occurs in your body just based on your thoughts, which is pretty cool when you think about it. So now that we know what emotions are, let's talk about why they matter. And it's very simple. Emotions matter because feelings cause actions. What you do comes from how you feel. So because I like examples, we're going to do some more examples. So say you're in the grocery store and you see someone that you haven't seen in a long time. If you feel joy, so you have a thought and it makes you feel joy. You feel joy when you see this person in the grocery store. What do you do? You might call out their name. You might go over to them, give them a hug, have a conversation. It's a lot of different actions that you would do from the feeling of joy, right? But, and I know this has happened to everybody. What if you see this person and you haven't seen them in a long time and you feel dread, like, oh, there they are. What do you do from the feeling of dread? Well, you might avoid eye contact. Suddenly you're really interested in something on the bottom shelf. You duck into a different aisle. So notice the actions that come from joy, very different than the actions that come from dread. Let's look at another example. Let's look at a more business related example. So say you get an email from a client and they're saying they just got a letter from the IRS. And this client even uses the words upset and worried in their email, okay? So when you see this email, if you have the thought or something like this, this is where I really shine. You would have the feeling of confident, okay? So you open the email, you start reading it and you're feeling confident. What do you do? Well, you might immediately get on the phone with the client. You might get a copy of the letter. Um, you might start checking your records, doing research. 
In other words, when you're feeling confident as you read this email, your actions are going to be to get to work solving the problem. But now imagine you get that same email and you have a different thought that leads to a different emotion. So maybe you have a thought, something along the lines of, they're blaming this for me, for this letter is my fault or something like that. And you feel defensive when you read the email. What are you gonna do when you feel defensive? Well, you might avoid calling them right away. You might get on the phone with a friend and complain about, oh, this, this client always has so much drama. You might start racking your brain as to why this isn't actually your fault. So in other words, when you're feeling defensive, you don't get to work solving the problem. In fact, maybe you even create another problem. So same email from the same client, but if you're reading it with a feeling of joy or of confidence, you get to work solving the problem. When you're reading the email uh, from the emotion of defensive, you don't get to work solving the problem. So now, Let's look at how emotions and feelings affect pricing specifically. So let's say you are currently um, pricing your services on an hourly basis, and you have been listening to this awesome podcast called She Thinks Big, <laughs> and you are considering changing your billing structure to a flat fee um, or like a subscription type program. What emotion does that bring up for you. It could be embarrassment, fear, terror, confusion, excitement. There's a lot of different emotions that could bring up for you, which is fine because remember, the goal of this type of work is not to always feel great. The goal is really actually to be aware of what we're thinking and feeling because that's what's causing our actions. So let's look at some different emotions related to pricing and see how our actions might change. So first assume you have a thought, which is something like, and I love these types of thoughts. We all have these types of like rabbit hole, um, end of the world scenario type thoughts. It's just our brain trying to protect us. So let's assume that you, you listen to that podcast and you think, well, I could change my pricing schedule. And then you have this thought that is, if I change my prices, all of my clients will leave and I'll lose everything and I'll be completely destitute. So what emotion do you think a thought like that is going to give you? I would go with something like terror. <laughs> if I do this thing, I'm going to literally lose everything. It's you're going to feel terror, right? What do you do with your pricing when you're experiencing the feeling of terror? Well, I'm guessing you're probably not going to jump in and change your prices. And maybe you don't even investigate it and you decide it's impossible. And then you think, I'm not listening to that crazy podcast anymore. I'm done from the feeling of terror. But let's say you're listening to the podcast and you think, well, I could change my pricing. And you have a thought, something along the lines of, I am interested. So you're not committing here. You're just saying, I'm interested in learning more about changing my price structure. And that thought leads to the feeling of curious. 
What do you think you do from the feeling of curious about your pricing? Um, maybe you start categorizing the different services you offer and analyzing the average amount of hours in each category. Maybe you look in to see, well, I wonder what other industries are doing about change, changing their pricing structures. Maybe you even start considering how elastic the demand for accounting services is. And by the way, there is a great podcast on that, number 191, listen to it. So you can see if I have the feeling of terror when I think about my pricing, I'm gonna have a certain set of actions, which is probably not gonna lead me where I wanna go, versus if I have the feeling of curious and I start walking down the road toward the result I'm looking for. So now I hope you are starting to see why feelings are so important. And it's very simple, feelings cause actions. I'm gonna give you a strategy related to that reason. And that strategy is just awareness. You can't begin to use or understand or work with your feelings or emotions until you actually know what they are. And like I said earlier, so many of us, me included, got, have gotten so good at practicing, we ignore our emotions and we've practiced it for a long time and we're really good at not even knowing what we're feeling. So how do you become aware of your feelings? Well, let's take this back to pricing. So say you're thinking about changing your pricing. When you start thinking about it, take a second and pause and name the feeling. So you might picture yourself having a new price structure, telling it to one of your clients, and then you take a second and you pause and you think, hmm, I think I feel embarrassed. Yes, that I feel a little embarrassed. Okay, so now you've named the emotion. Then the second part is to describe how that emotion feels in your body, how you in particular experience the feeling of embarrassed in your body. And if you find that too weird or too difficult, there's this um, uh, a thing that people do. And I really, it's a practice of pretending you are describing the emotion to an alien from another planet. And the reason it's an alien from the, another planet is he's not a human. So he doesn't know what it's like to experience an emotion in, in a body because he has never done that. So you can sort of describe that to someone else who has no idea what it's like. So back to my feeling of embarrassed, I would tell my little alien friend, I would say, well, embarrassed, um, I feel a little warm in my chest and face. And if you imagine the conversation with the alien, he might look at you and say, oh no, are you very hot? Do you have a fever? Are you gonna be okay? And I would say, oh no, no, no. It's just a little flush of warmth and it just is there and then it passes really within a few moments. And that brings me to a benefit, another benefit of naming and describing your emotions. You may realize as you're describing the experience of this emotion that it's maybe not as bad as you thought. I mean, embarrassed doesn't feel great. No one likes to feel embarrassed. But when you describe the experience of it in your body, 
it's really not maybe as bad as you had thought. And remember, the goal is not to experience only happy joy type emotions. In fact, I'm doing another training on July 6, where we're going to talk about actively choosing the discomfort of pricing. So you are intentionally deciding to feel uncomfortable when you do this thing, which is, in this case, changing your pricing. So let's wrap up the teaching today. Um, it, let me recap real quick by saying that our feelings matter because feelings cause actions and that our strategy for this is awareness. Pause, take just a moment, name the feeling you're experiencing and describe it to yourself or to your little alien friend. You don't have to take a long time to do this. It really just takes a moment and nobody else has to know what you're doing. But just naming and describing that feeling, the physical experience of that feeling, just doing those things will give you a lot of your power back in these situations. All right. Well, I don't think we have any coaching requests for today. So I just wanted to say thank you for joining me. And I will see you in a couple of weeks where we talk about actively choosing the discomfort of pricing. Have a great day.